Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We appreciate you for being with us no matter where you are. The Odyssey app, uh, AMFM, uh, twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. Pin an eventful Friday for sure. Uh, it's been, say the been, been, been quite the Friday, uh, but we're far from done. We welcome in Marcel Luis Jacques of ESPN. Covers uh, the Miami Dolphins. Of course, we got the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins coming up this weekend. Marcel, appreciate you for being with us. Uh, how is Miami preparing for this 49ers defense? Yeah, man. And first of all, man, thanks for having me on. This is my hometown, man. I grew up in Sacramento. I went to Valley Christian out in Roseville. Okay. It's awesome to be on this station right now. Uh, but Miami's—they're just trying to prepare like it's any other game. Oh Those man, we ain't gonna blow past that. Know, like, hang on now, hang on, hey, hold on, hold on, man. Yeah, Come on, man. This is son of the city. Hey, hey, let's go. Hey, let's go. Hey, welcome to brother back home, man. We ain't just gonna run over that. So naturally, you're a Kings fan, and you're through the moon right now that we, you know, we got a dope basketball team, right? Oh man, of course. That's my my biggest regret of this. Year. I'm gonna be in California for like ten days, right? My biggest regret is that. I won't be able to go see them like the beam in person. Oh. Man, I, I, I sat through, you know, I lived through the, the Virginia Beach, the Seattle, the Anaheim, all the nonsense. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I've been back to Sacramento only a handful of times the past, like, decade or so at this point. But, uh, you know, I had to drive by Golden One Center last time I was in town. I almost, uh, almost brought a tear to my eye, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That we really did it. We yeah, really man. did it. Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to just tell you right now, man. Just plan a trip for April. Come on out here. You fool with D-Lo and KC. We got you. You come through, see one of these Kings games. Man, come on, get out here, baby. You got to get back home. Exactly. No, man, without a doubt, without a doubt. The irony, too, bro, like, I'm, I'm going to be in L.A. since Miami plays the Chargers right after, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I, of all teams, the Kings are in L.A. Yeah. all night. Ah. I was like, man, come on. <laughs> Y'all couldn't, you, you couldn't wait two days? Schedule makers. But, hey, uh, Oh, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, man. So you know, that's I had tough. to. I, I had a. It's been a busy week, but you know, Sacramento comes calling. You know, I'm going to pick up the phone. That's yeah, what's man. up, man. We 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 appreciate you. I interrupted you though. The uh, the Dolphins uh, preparing for this 49ers defense. Yeah, it's it, it's just any other game. To the Mike McDaniel even called it just one seventeenth of their regular season. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a tough test. It's going to be the hardest test of the season. Uh, best defense that they played all year. But uh, if there's anybody that you would want to go into a game against the 49ers with, it's probably Mike McDaniel, you know, mm-hmm. or, or Robert Sala, somebody who's been there and, and is, is well-versed in how that team operates, how that franchise operates. But, uh, you know, they're, they're hoping that Teron Armstead, the left tackle, uh, will be available. They did not rule him out today. Uh, and that will be – It'll be monumental. It'll be. It can't be understated or overstated how big of an impact he has on that offensive line, especially against the Snyder's pass rush. Nick Bosa specifically, uh, he might live in the Dolphins' backfield if Armstead can't play. Because mm. even if he doesn't line up against Armstead, just his presence there, Armstead's presence there, his veteran know-how, like the comfortability and the calmness that he brings, the presence that he brings – you can tell the difference when he's on and off the field. So, you know, I think that's going to be a big catalyst uh, regarding how successful Miami's offense can be on Sunday. What this, this Miami Dolphins offense has just been unbelievably explosive um, all year long. 
It's an offense that we've seen on a couple of different occasions. It doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what's going on. We saw in the Baltimore game. They're going to keep coming, and, and they're going to always be in games because of their big play ability. What, in your opinion, gives the offense problems? Like, has there been a defense that I know the Bills game was kind of a, you know, relatively low scoring for what they normally do. Is there something that that Bills defense did or any other defense did when Tua was in there that kind of gave the offense little, little little difficulties and gave them some problems? So that's the funny thing is you, when you look at that game, you look at the, the numbers, you know, the box score, the, the points, and you say, wow, the, the, the Bills must have figured out the formula. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. The Bills ran 90 offensive plays. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that they really did, the best defense was their offense keeping Miami off the field. Miami ran, I think, 30-some-odd plays, and when they needed to score, they scored in a hurry. Uh, you know, Tua completed a 45-yard ball to Jalen Waddle on third and 22 to set them up in, in, in scoring position and then iced it with a, uh, the touchdown run from Chase Edmonds now with the Broncos. So th- there hasn't really been a whole lot that teams can do to, to get in the way of this offense. Uh, I, you know, I use the analogy, Tua – the way he's, he's playing this year, how the comfort that he's displaying this year, defenses are playing against him. He's not playing against defenses, if that makes sense. He's mm-hmm. not reacting to what the defense is giving. He's not taking what the defense gives. He's taking what the offense wants. And that is, I think, the biggest philosophical shift in what this offense has been able to do this year compared to their struggles in 2021. And is that what's shifted for Tua Tonga-Vailoa? He went from, like, is he going to be the Dolphins quarterback next year to legitimately being in the MVP conversation? Oh, he is a legit. I think he's probably the second most likely candidate to win MVP this year behind Mahomes. Uh, mm. He's just been he's been that good. And the funny thing is, you know, it's not like when we saw Josh Allen, per se, go from year two to year three, where it's like, wow, he's doing things we have never even seen before. More or less, this is this is the tool that that we know from a skills perspective. The difference is that he's got a coach and teammates that really do believe in him now. Uh, you know, the, his his relationship with Brian Flores last year has been pretty well documented. Uh, you know that they didn't necessarily get along; they didn't really see eye to eye. Flores wanted Deshaun Watson, et cetera, et cetera. Mike McDaniel comes in, you know, puts together a seven hundred play highlight reel for Tua, reminding him, dude, this is what you're capable of. This is how good you really are. Don't let last season distract you. Mm. And we've seen what looks like a more confident player. We've seen a guy who has fun coming into work. Yeah, There's, There was a lot of talk um, starting last Sunday with these two teams. This was before the Texans game hadn't even happened yet. And there was talk on social media and, and different uh, – different stories and things of that nature with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson and even Nate Sherfield got involved. Um, has that kind of died down? I know Mostert came and, you know, tried to clarify his comments and things of that nature later in the week, which I completely understand what he was saying, and I believe him 100%. I don't think there's anything there. But, you know, it, it's kind of added – this added a little something to this game that was already pretty big with Miami winning five in a row and the, and the Niners winning four, four in a row coming into the game. Has that been a talk a little bit in the, in the Dolphins locker room about, you know, all right, we got to we, we gotta back up some of the things that were said or something like that? No, you know, I, I actually, Reem and, and Jeff Wilson, who I know y'all are very familiar with in, in Niners country, uh, they're two of my favorite guys in the locker room. So I caught up with them a little bit uh, back on Wednesday to ask, like, man, what happened? Like, we're, we, was it taken out of context? Like, what was happening? He's like, yeah, basically, like, I said what I said, and uh, it was not meant to diss Jimmy Garoppolo as much as it was complimenting Tua. And he's like, "Man, you know how you know how Niners fans are, man. They're just passionate. They're, they are, uh, they're they're energetic. They they will let you know in droves if they're upset with you. So uh, you know, I don't think it's something that they're necessarily worried or concerned about. Uh, I think that you know, Jeff Wilson." is legitimately hurt that they traded for Christian McCaffrey, you know, regardless of what you can say about the the talent level comparison between the two. uh, He played well when given the opportunity with San Francisco and he's played well when given the opportunity here in Miami. So there's going to be some added motivation, I think from, from that perspective, but that's only natural. Mm -hmm. You know, that's only natural. Anytime a team trades you, lets you walk this, that, and the third. So uh, 
But I wouldn't expect, you know, we're, we're not going to see brawls or anything on the field. It's not going to be fighting and shit like that. I think uh, it's just going to be a good game. Mike McDaniel trying to downplay this as, uh, you know, just, just one of 17. I, I assume he's he's taking that same stance when it comes to uh, facing off against Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and, and it's funny because anytime he's been asked about, uh, you know, a relationship with another coach or, you know, asking about, uh, do you have a story about this that when you remember, what does this mean to you? Like he's got so much to say, except this time, this time around, it was very subdued. I guess you could say, you know, that, yeah, you know, Kyle meant a lot. To, he means a lot to me. Um, probably wouldn't be here without him. Very appreciate it. Just kind of like, you know, keeping it, playing it cool. You know what that means? Cool, but I know the game. He's nervous. Yeah, we saw this with Tyrese Halliburton the other day. Mm-hmm. He, he he tried to say the right thing, and he was, you know, straight faced and calm. And he was, I mean, he was nervous. I, I I wouldn't blame Mike McDaniel for being nervous for 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 you know going up against Kyle Shanahan for the first time. It's mm-hmm. a big deal for him. I think it, it, it no doubt it is a big deal. Uh, I don't think he should be. And again. Don't treat me like y'all did Raheem Mostert. Not oh, I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Say something. Say something right now. I'm ready. Should be, I don't think McDaniel should be intimidated here. And it's not because Kyle Shanahan is not a good coach. He's been an excellent coach in San Francisco. But Mike McDaniel has been an excellent coach as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's proven to be one of the better, uh, you know, young play callers, young offensive-minded coaches. I mean, whatever stipulations you want to put on it, he's proven to be worthy of the hype. Uh, since arriving in Miami and uh, you know his team he's got a good team he's got plenty of star power it's a good matchup it's a good matchup on paper I don't think it's something that you know you, you got to be you're going to be quaking like your knees are going to be buckling as you walk into Levi Stadium I think that they have plenty going for them to inspire a little bit of confidence Mike's walking in there you ain't gonna do to me what you do to Sean McKay <laughs> all right, <laughs> no right. Chance. All right. you know it kind of rem- I know what we I know what we used to do to Sean McKay. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> it kind of reminds me of I remember in 2012 um Jim Harbaugh the head coach and the Niners won the NFC championship game and it was Ravens Patriots in the AFC championship game after it and in my head I was just like please let the Patriots win because I knew, or I felt, I shouldn't say I knew, Jim going up against his brother was going to throw him off. He he wouldn't be able to get the same fervor, uh, you know, have this same, he's going against his brother. Now, McDaniels and Shanahan, they're not brothers, but I saw something the other day, they were together for 15 years, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, this is a guy that, and, and I, I they came up together in the coaching game, or he's been under Kyle Shanahan oh, yeah. in the coaching game for a long time, so... Uh, I think him not saying anything probably has something to do. It's, it is it's different than every other game he's he's coached this year. It is, it is different. He can't get away from that. Yeah, I think it's probably it's safe to assume, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with this game having a little extra meaning, as much as you know that you, you want to try to coach speak and downplay this, that, and the third. Like it's okay, you're a human being, and it's okay mm-hmm. to admit. Like, yeah, I'm looking forward to going up against a guy I spent my entire career against. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm excited to play. You know, the team where I was really able to blossom and, and made this next opportunity available or you know possible. Like, I think it's okay to admit that. But um, one thing that I do know about this team that they never really get too high, too low. Multiple instances of. Uh, two or two score deficits erased. Uh, you mentioned the Ravens game before. I think that was probably the most dramatic <laughs> example of it, mm. uh, but they did it against the Lions as well, yeah. you know, yeah. came back from a two score deficit. So uh, adversity doesn't really bother this team. Uh, they are, they're proven, albeit against tougher, you know, not as tough competition as they'll face on Sunday, but they are proven. They are battle tested. And I, I don't think that they should be again, quaking in their boots, worried about uh worried about playing the Niners with Mar- all due respect <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Kyle right after this man I gotta I gotta I'm talking no, to him not. and I'm be like yo no, listen not. what they saying in Miami this is what they think about they, you they ain't even worried about you uh Marcel <laughs> we're gonna get you out to a Kings game man to light that beam soon we appreciate you uh carving out some time for us man thank you 
Yes, sir. Of course, man. Appreciate take, y'all having me on. Take care, man. Right, take man, care. Marcel Louis Jacques, Sacramento native, man. That's good stuff yeah, right there. Yeah, that's really dope. That's good that's stuff. Really um, there's a dynamic, though. This, I, I didn't know they'd been together for 15 years. I knew they'd been together a long time. I didn't know mm-hmm. it was that long. Yeah, I McDaniels I was, and Shannon. Something I was listening to, and they were talking about 15 years. And it's like, again, like it's 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 all right to feel a certain way yeah. uh, about that. You could try to tell yourself that you're not. Uh, you could try to say publicly that you're not. But... Yeah. Um, Mike McDaniels, I mean, Marcel's, Mark, Mike McDaniels done a hell of a job with this team. Yeah. An absolute incredible job with this Miami Dolphins team, who I think think we all knew was talented. Like, we knew this team was capable. Mm-hmm. And I think all three of us, uh, meaning me, you, and Jesse, had feelings about Brian Flores and what mm-hmm. went down there. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't be happier for um, you know Mike McDaniel and, and him getting the opportunity and, and – making the most of, again, what we thought was a really talented Miami Dolphins team. Right, and the the really, in my opinion, the only um, question mark for this team was the quarterback. I know for me personally, I won't speak for anybody else, but I wasn't sure about Tua coming into this season. And some of that probably had to do with, you know, the situation he was in before because now he's in a more favorable situation coach-wise for him mm-hmm. And he's blossomed. He's played phenomenal. And he's answered all those questions that I and others had coming into the season. And um, that 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 was the key, in my opinion, for Mike McDaniels and his Dolphins team. Instilling that confidence in the Tua, preparing him mentally and physically for this season. And he's he's taken the opportunity and, and, and gone all the way with it. I mean, was, wasn't it um, – weren't they going for Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this summer. Yeah, I, who debuts this week? Wow, <laughs> I, I, the, I, I knew it's. it's the, I think I had forgot about it like the last few days. You know, mm-hmm. it shows a little different when you're not here. And obviously, we had the Tyree stuff. There was a, a lot going on. It was legitimately this morning. I was like, "Yo, oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson is playing football." Yeah, okay. Um. What you? What you I, think I, about I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, whatever. I'm glad Miami didn't get him. I, yeah. I like Tua Tonga Vailoa, and 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 this speaks to something that we've talked about with, with Luke Walton or or Alvin Gentry or Kings coaches of the past and Kings players of the past. Sometimes you need the right coach, mm-hmm. the right belief, the right system, and 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 you can make things work. I think Tua would have worked with Brian Flores as well. Mm-hmm. I think we started to see that growth right there. Um, but go ahead. I was just going to ask you, what do you think about this game just in general? Dolphins, Niners. I mean, like um, I said, both teams coming in hot. Dolphins have won five in a row. Niners have won four in a row. Yeah, I don't think 13 points gets it done. No. Um, I think when you look at if you're into, like, pro football focus, like, the, the, you know, the grades for these two teams, they're, you know, you got the the, the fourth overall, you know, team in, in, in San Francisco, the fourth overall grade in San Francisco, and you got the tenth overall grade in Miami, and you look at – you know, uh, defensive rankings versus offensive rankings. It's one versus two in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 fun in that sense. And I th- I think whether you believe this is a big game because of, you know, the, the, the point Kyle pointed out that no matter what happens, the game is going to end. The 49ers are going to be in the exact same place that they are now when it comes to the standings. And that's of note because the season's the season's closer to over than it is to the beginning. Like, believe it or not, like we're nearing the end of the season. So you get through a week where your playoff positioning stays the same. That's a big deal. Yeah. So uh, I I like it though, as a test and, you know, truth be told, I don't have the emotional investment that you do in, 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 in this game. I really like both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved. I've, I've I've been loving watching the Dolphins play. Uh, I'm 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 happy for Tua Tonga Vailoa, and I mean this 49ers team is just loaded. I don't know that we're going to see those guys that are loaded, but I think my biggest question heading into this game is: I believe the 49ers defense will be good. I don't believe they're going to be zero points given up good, and I don't know what number Miami can put up against them. But I wonder if Jimmy presses a little bit more, feeling like he needs to score against a, a dynamic offense like Miami, mm-hmm. and if that causes him to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think mistake-free Jimmy Garoppolo is very, very good for the 49ers 
even if it does not amount to the desired 30, 40 points or whatever, you know, 49ers fans may want to return when you look at Debo and Christian McCaffrey out there. But if you can control the pace of the game, what she's done over the last four, not put his defense in compromising positions, what she's done over the last four, I think that puts the 49ers, it's not the sexiest thing in the world, but it puts them in a really good position to win every single week. The 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 49ers, let me make sure I have this correct here. They went, I'm trying to look. I think they went, they've gone eight straight or six straight quarters without giving up a point. Right. Giving up a touchdown. Yeah. Um, four straight games, not allowing a touchdown in the second half. Not allowing a score. Not allowing a score in the second half. I think this is the second four-game stretch they've done that this year. Really? <laughs> the Week two, the Seahawks game, I know they didn't give up a touchdown. The seven points was a kick return. The Broncos game is the one I'm trying to figure out. They got 11. Was it a field goal? Was it two field goals? I, I don't know. It was 11 to 10, right? 11 to 10. So they may have gotten a touchdown. But the Rams Was that game, the Jimmy safety game? Yeah. The Rams game after that, they didn't give up a touchdown, 24 to 9. And then I think they gave up one against the Panthers. So these like insane four-game stretches is the second time they've done that this year. What the defense has been this year is really special, and it's why I think if the the 49ers really are going to the NFC Championship or further, it's because of the defense. Yeah. Um, I don't – I mean, it's it's not the hottest take in the world. Um, The the Seahawks did score in the third quarter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they kicked the field goal. Well, that's what I said. The <laughs> yeah, they kicked the field goal. I mean, wow, that's 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 this this defense is special. Yeah, it really is special. Um, and they're gonna be tested, man. This is this is their biggest test of the season, going up against um, this Dolphins offense that has playmakers all over the place. I want to see the one of the keys to me is going to be how effectively the Dolphins are going to be able to run the football. They saw that in the Atlanta game. Atlanta was able to run and give the Niners a little bit of the dose of their own medicine. Mm -hmm. Then they controlled the game that way. I'm always a big believer with these defenses. I I don't don't want to say I don't care how good your your weapons are on the outside, but with a defense as good as the 49ers, if they can make you one-dimensional, I don't think you can beat them that way. Like if, if so for in that instance, if the Dolphins can't run the ball and they're just like, well, we just got to we gotta pass. We're going to use Tyreek and Watt. The pressure is going to get to, to Tua um, because now the defensive line doesn't have to worry about stopping a run. They pin their ears back and, and go after the quarterback. And the, those linebackers and the safeties, they start creeping up and, you know, and, and knowing that the pass is coming. If Miami can be two-dimensional and run the ball effectively – I think that's their best shot of winning. But if they can't establish the run, then those guys on the defensive line get to pin their ears back and go after Tua. I think that's going to be too much for Miami to handle. Are you you worried about the knee irritation? Uh, I assume Christian McCaffrey, if he plays, he's limited. Uh-huh. I don't think Debo's playing. I actually think it would be silly at this point to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing we've learned, though, is Brandon Ayuk is a playmaker if you let him be a playmaker. Yeah. Uh, Juwan Jennings, like there's playmakers all over the all, all all over the field, but with Christian McCaffrey perhaps limited, and you know, unfortunately, Elijah Mitchell just gone again. Man. You know, I am, and maybe this is where I don't know. Maybe Ty Davis Price gets to be active. Maybe right. maybe maybe a third round pick gets to be active right. for a football game. Uh, you mentioned. Um, uh, Jordan, what was uh, Jordan Mason? Jordan Mason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Mason earlier, and maybe this is where the next 49ers running back is made. Mm-hmm. If Christian McCaffrey is limited and you need to give a a guy the ball twelve to fifteen times, maybe it's one of those two. M- likely Jordan over Ty Davis Price, who's been inactive most of the season. But it it, it doesn't always matter. But um, maybe weather plays a factor as well. Wet field. Yeah. Uh, don't know how much it's going to rain that gonna day. It's going to rain during yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, but 
<laughs> that's the that's the forecast. Yeah, uh, it's on but, my app now. <laughs> but if, uh, if if maybe that slows down um, the offense a little bit, makes them a little less dynamic. But I I, I feel like um, Tyreek Hill could run on water. Like he's that fast. He run on water. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> so, I believe it. Um, Jarvarius Ward, though, he's going to be ready for the challenge. I think he's going to be more on water. The question is probably less can Tyreek run on water and more can uh, the offensive line, which is mm-hmm. sketchy, mm-hmm. stay up and block on water yeah. and give Tua enough time to – because Tua's going to have to plant himself a little bit more yeah. if, if that's the case with the field to unload for, for, for Tyreek to go get. Yeah. Um, Unless, of course, your hope is to hit Tyreek a couple yards away and just let him do the rest of the work, which he's capable of doing that as well. Just don't know that he's going to do that against this team. Moody Ward, Moody Ward, probably going to be on Waddle, and I think, I mean, he he's been as advertised all year. He has yeah. been the number one cornerback that this team was looking for. He's he'll final, tell you about it too. I'll let you know. <laughs> he'll tell he'll you let about you it. Know. <laughs> they didn't match up with all these yeah. top receivers that they go yeah. up against, and he's passed the test every time. So yeah. um, until proven different. I believe he's going to be up for the challenge against these two today. You feel good about this one? I do. I just, I think it's going to be a good game. Like I could see them losing the game. I'd, I'd feel a lot better, obviously, if I knew Debo was a hundred percent. If I knew McCaffrey was a hundred percent. If I knew Trent Williams yeah, was hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Um, but I still I still feel good about what they can do with this team. It's one of the best games of the weekend, uh, that's for sure. The Washington Commander football team and the New York Giants, um, and you got Kansas City and Cincinnati. Uh, this is a it's a it's a it's a decent little it's a decent little afternoon of games. This Commanders thing is crazy. They're winning. They're balling. They're right winning. Now. Heineke is balling. Imagine this that. guy's got a shoe collection that looks like Damien. <laughs> stop, stop that. What shoes you got on? Well, I just got shoes. What you you just about? got Some shoes. Nikes. Yeah, you just got shoes. Move that tag out the way so I can see him. Um, imagine that. You dump Carson Wentz and you start winning football games. Mm. Who knew? Man. Who knew? With a guy that are, I want to say he got you to the playoffs because I think it was like two games. But he, he, he got did. You to the playoffs. Like he did. Like he, he, he played well in his time. I mean, man's is earning his place. I think I'm ready for the Giants to fall off. Although they can go, although they can go, Giants can you go. You know, coach has so, done a hell of a job. He has done a good they, job. He, they can go, but you know, selfishly, right, keep him in there. Okay, keep him in there. Well, and why is that? Well, he might match up with the Niners in the first round. Be careful yeah. what you wish for. Be careful. It's like one game. It's one game playoff. Da- Daniel Jacobs is, is a is a hell of a quarterback. He's a hell of a quarterback. Underrated. Did, he's Daniel Jones. Oh, Dan- <laughs> Daniel Jacobs is a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Jacobs fought Canelo and plays quarterback for the New York Giants. I love you. Was trying to sell that. You stop it. You don't think nothing about Danny Dimes, man. You Danny, knock it off. Danny Dimes is a hell of a quarterback. Uh, Saquon Barkley, a transcendent. We talked about Michael Jordan and LeBron and these guys that evolute uh, was the evolution of a player. That's what Saquon, Saquon Barkley is. That's He's the evolution. That's what he was supposed to be. And then, that's what I wanted him to be. And then they, they got they got that one guy on defensive line that you just can't you can't that look one past. Guy? You called him that one guy? I can't do it. You need you need a break. We'll come back. Uh we'll talk Kings basketball. Uh when we return here at Steel and KC on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Zelo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. I'm trying to think of something more creative, that's all. No, more design. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know that's how we wanted to do it. Well, we can do it that way. If our people coming to town, you know, we got to show out a little bit. You know, like, there's a better spot. steakhouse down there. Like well, I know. I know. You go to Echo Rig. I've never been there. Okay. I mean, that's sure that. right there at the Sawyer. But, yeah. I mean, Morton's is my spot. I'm oh, sure that's where spot. she's at. Like, she was in um, Portland this weekend. She couldn't stay at home because her mom got sick. So oh. she had uh, – she had, and that's where she 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 stayed. She stayed at a uh, Kempton oh, yeah? in um, Portland. Okay. Um, yeah, don't mind us. We're just in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Trista coming to town next month. We got we to gotta turn out for her. She's coming in for the Kings uh, and the Lakers on January 7th. Kings and the Lakers actually play December 21st here in Sacramento as well. LeBron could break the record there if he's averaging 55. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Come on, LeBron. You got to go. You got to go. Kobe. What is that? Oh, eight. Oh, he might have done that. Well, no, he did was, it. He did uh, it a couple of times. Yeah, it wasn't remember he 08. did it, it like oh four or something. Yeah, like that. it was oh four. It was. Yeah, it wasn't. Crazy. Yeah, it wasn't. But it he wasn't did something in 06 year. too. Yeah, it wasn't the Celtics year. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, but the Kings are uh, they're they're back in action tomorrow. No James Ham today. I'm sure a lot of you picked up on that. Uh, James Ham on soccer duty. Uh, he'll be back with us on Monday. Kings will have played two games mm. uh, by then, as they'll take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, tomorrow night at the go or tomorrow, I guess it's tomorrow evening. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow late afternoon. It's like twelve thirty, ain't it? Uh, oh, is it? I think it's like twelve thirty. Damn, what time is the game Sunday then? That one is it's during the Forty ers so I think it's like three o'clock. Oh, that's terrible. That's why I won't be there. One of the reasons why I won't be there. That's terrible. Um, I got I got three o'clock for the Bulls. Yeah, one o'clock, one o'clock, and three o'clock. Goodness gracious! All right then. <laughs> They play on one o'clock Saturday afternoon game in L.A. Yeah, well, the Clippers traditionally get that. But USC plays tonight. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are we worried about? Um, I wonder the Clippers, if the Lakers play tomorrow night. The Clippers traditionally get that bad time slot. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you earlier. Have you seen any of the videos about um, the building of their arena? Mm-mm. That place is going to be crazy. This is going to be crazy. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I have, see. have they like started? Yeah, started? they got they got the skeleton of it up. Oh, yeah, it's um, next to SoFi, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that place is gonna be crazy. They um they had a because Bomber was talking to our, our guy Chris Haynes the other mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. um on their TNT game. And that made me. They were talking about the stadium or the arena and stuff like that. And that made me YouTube, you know, some type whatever, like Clippers' new stadium. And he's done a couple of walkthroughs for news stations down there. And he just talked about. It. They got a. They have a. I think it's right behind the basket, or maybe it's on the side. I don't know, but it's gonna go from right on the floor, all the way up to the ceiling. No second deck, nothing. Oh wow, it's crazy. Okay, it's great. It it looks. It's, I already know it's going to be sick though. Bomber. So this is a weird cat, but that that's going to be amazing. Bomber got different money. <laughs> like he, Bomber got a different brain. That's ba- a weird. Cat. Bomber. Yeah, that, that that too. That too. Ain't nothing wrong with it though. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm Ain't with it. Wrong with it. I'm with all. it. Like it's it's funny how quickly like stadiums like stadiums are changing. Arenas are changing, and mm-hmm. um, you know now not so old arenas are dated it's mm-hmm. like oh no we don't we don't have a door that opens we don't have a, a you know a, a 90 foot scoreboard like yeah. we're we're missing a few things um i just did i did i read msg is going through another i didn't another hear about renovation? That. I could believe it though i mean that's all they can do 
Yeah, you can't. There's only so much you could do there on top of Penn Station. Right. That's about it. It's not, it's not like you can go buy a new plot of land in Midtown Manhattan. Like that's kind of where it's happening. Yeah, and, um, that's where, and that's where the Chase Center just. I just feel like they missed out with everything being closed in. That's just that's the worst part of that. About I just still that. haven't been there. Like you got like. I don't. I don't know. I've come across anybody who speaks highly of it. The the national reporters really like it, huh? The, there there isn't much of an atmosphere there at all. No. Like it doesn't. Like I went for a Celtics game before and stuff like that. Like it's not like you don't get hyped the same way you do coming to Golden One and stuff like that. There's just no atmosphere. Is there a so is it just the stadium? Is there an a like they've an got, area? Yeah, I don't know they got it. They got They got an so. area because it feels like the the. the arena now needs to be part of a bigger experience right like and la that's, live that's like doco what happens like it, there. It, it needs they to have be room and they have buildings that that could be the case but it's just not i don't know if they're trying to still build it out i mean what's this this what four or five years old now they should have it built out by now but i, I don't know what the case is but it's it's not doco it's not mm-hmm. la live mm-hmm yeah, that, that that seems as big of a part of the experience of going to a game mm-hmm. now as going to the actual game. Yeah. you got to be able to, you know, every time, you know, we, we usually when we go to games or back when you used to go to games, <laughs> uh, we leave here. You know, we're getting there for 40, 450. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a ton of people going into the yard house, mm-hmm. going into the, you know, the different restaurants, the different hangout areas. Uh, out there like doco you you get there two two and a half hours before the game it's always packed it is lit there are a lot of people there it is lit and just think about how how big of an area that is from yard house down to i'll just say where that uh they have a sub place i forgot on that corner but we'll just say tiger like think mm-hmm. how much yeah. room that is yeah from, from there to there is like Filled with action and people all the time. It was so lit. The uh, Pistons game, which I think was at three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about that one. I thought I had the time wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. God, we must be close to tip. Yeah. We were not. They was just out there. It was, it was like Sunday there, afternoon. It was. I think. It, I feel like it was a nice day that day. It was Sunday yeah. afternoon. It was just out there. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, it's a great experience, man. And that's. I haven't been to Chase Center in two, three years, so I don't know if anything's different. What'd you go there for again? I went for a Kings game. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was before the pandemic, so it was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. So, and it was, like I said, I always say this all the time. They spent a billion dollars on that place. It's Mm -hmm. going to be nice. Things are going to be shiny and first class and beautiful. It's going to be nice, but that doesn't always. Once you look through the niceness. Yeah, that doesn't always equate to an experience or an atmosphere i've been in nice shiny homes i was like i don't want this home like why you got all these walls in here like why who has walls anymore like that's the new thing with houses like you don't have walls anymore i'll tell you it reminds me of it reminds me of two things in that place an airport and a hotel lobby Mm, that is no yeah chase center like whatever the nicest hotel lobby you've ever been in that's the chase center yeah facts Mm. not okay it's a little elevator music playing over there (laughs) Next up, please. Uh, Jesse asks, hey, do you think we've hit a single topic on our rundown? The answer definitively three hours and 42 minutes into the show is no. Believe me, warm me up on that beam was not planned for today's show. We talked about the Mavericks. We did talk about the Mavericks, but now I want to talk about Metu. Freeport. Has, has, why, why, why not settle into the show here with 18 minutes left to go? Has... I thought this was a great question by Jesse. Has Metu been the biggest surprise of the season so far for the Kings? For okay, for, first of all, don't answer that yet. Put that question. To me. Are you surprised by where the Kings are? Two, uh, twenty games in, eleven and nine, two games over five hundred. Are you surprised by where they are? No. Are you surprised with how they've played? Um, because that's the thing. I, I think. Well, I'll say this. Go ahead. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not surprised by the fact that they're 11 and nine. Mm-hmm. We we were. At, we expect them to be better than they were last year. I think I'm surprised that they have been competitive, really, really competitive, mm-hmm. for 18 of those games. Mm-hmm. And I I think they were a little more competitive in the Memphis first Memphis game than mm-hmm. we're we're given that final score yeah. credit for. 
Obviously, the Boston game went the way that it did. But if you count the Memphis one, and that's fine, I will. 18 out of 20 games they've they've really fought in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part where it's like, okay, there haven't been any – there haven't been too many lulls. You know, they shot poorly against uh, Golden State on the second night of a back-to-back. They shot poorly against Atlanta on the second night of a back-to-back. They had a chance to win that Atlanta game. But mm-hmm. that big shot that they had hit a couple of other times against the Cavs, against the Warriors, against the Lakers – didn't drop that day I'm really really happy and maybe pleasantly surprised with how they've played the 11 and 9 record that's what I want to see but the way that they've played that's that's I think got me a little bit more than anything else yeah and and I don't know if this answers the question or goes too deep in answering the question but I mean when you talk about them being uh the greatest show on court this year and the second best offense in basketball I didn't see that coming yeah you know their style of play um, is something that surprised me, especially with Mike Brown being the head coach. I think everybody kind of thought, you know, okay, they're going to be better on the defensive end, but the offense, you know, traditionally with Mike Brown coach teams, at least the perception is, you know, it gets kind of, it's not exactly innovative. And credit to him going out, getting somebody like Jay Toronto to go along with Jordy Fernandez. Like, this offense is dynamic, dynamic, and I didn't see that coming. I thought they could be good, whatever, with 11 and 9, 9 and 11, somewhere around there. Like, I thought, not necessarily surprised by that. The way they've gotten here is uh, I didn't see coming. I didn't mm-hmm. think they'd be this potent. So back to the original question. Mm-hmm. Is Metu the most surprising player for you this year so far? Um, hmm. Let me think before I speak. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I okay. Think so. I'm I'm going to put Mark W's uh, remark here on 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 the YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash/ESPN1320. And if you're listening on the radio, you really should go back and watch this show, <laughs> uh, particularly that two o'clock hour. Yeah. Uh, I knew Monk would be good, but Monk has been great, mm. better playmaker and passer uh, than I thought we would get. Uh, a lot of people, and then uh, you kind of go from there. Malik Monk, um, you know, biggest surprise so far. For me, it's an aspect of Malik's game that I'm surprised by. I, much like Mark W. said right there, I did not know he was this kind of playmaker. Mm. I did not know he was this type of passer. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, look, and you're talking to the president of the Malik Monk fan club, man. Mm-hmm. This is my guy. It's on your license plate. <laughs> it's on my license plate. Um but he's playing even better than I thought he would. Like he, he's had, he's carried this team offensively in some games. He's been the number one option and the number one playmaker and creator. And even I'm like, man, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know he would be able to do this um, with this team. He's, I want to say he surprised me, but. Sometimes, sometimes when um, when you you ask for for something, and it's exactly what you thought it could be, that's in a surprise in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, "Yo, I want Malik Monk here because that boy can go, he can play." Mm-hmm. And then he gets here and he's like doing it, everything that you thought he could do. And it's like, damn, he re- it really is yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Chemezi, I think the biggest surprise with him has been, and the and the reason he came up in in, in the conversation initially was he looked like he was going to be out of the rotation, and whether it was clearly Mike, Jay, his coaching staff, DC, who collectively they saw something in that Golden State game mm-hmm. when they made that run, and I was really, you know, the the day after that, I think it was the first Golden State game where they um they got blown up to start. Mm-hmm. And Kings made a run, got close again, and then they got blown up again. And it was a it it was it was you know, there was a big discrepancy in score all the way until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And the Kings made a run that made the game really, really close in the final minutes. And I told you the next day, I don't know that I put a lot of weight into that. I I, I don't I don't put a lot of weight into that run. And and you said, oh, there, I think there's a few things in there that we should we should weigh. One of the things was there were guys who made the most of their minutes. It wasn't like it was De'Aaron and Domas and 
you know, the stars that you expect, Keegan Murray. It, that's not who was in that run. It was Chemezi. It was, it was all those guys. And that was the turning point for Chemezi Metu. Kings hadn't won a game yet, mm-hmm. but that was the turning point for Chemezi Metu. And I think it was the next day or pretty close to it that James posted that video of Chemezi at practice where, you know, the body language questions came back into effect. No one questions body language like Sacramento fans and Sacramento Kings fans and media. I don't know if it's from DeMarcus or, or Durag De'Aaron, but we've been like <laughs> scarred. Durag De'Aaron is an all-timer. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was a whole vibe. But I didn't want to Durag once this year. <laughs> not one time. I'm a little sad by it. And he's like, I'm married. I got kids. Well, I ain't got to worry about these waves in my hair no more. Um there were so many questions. Oh, if Chemezi doesn't want to be here, oh, come on, man. We can't We can't have this. We don't want this. But he got minutes the next night mm-hmm. and then the next and then the next. And then it became clear that coaching staff, Mike Brandt, was seeing something that he liked in Chemezi Metu. And now we see him contributing. I don't think Chemezi's putting up monster numbers. I don't, I, don't, I don't think his averages have skyrocketed. I don't think he's doing anything that's crazy. But every time I see him, I feel like he's impactful. Mm-hmm. Um not that he doesn't have his frustrations, as Morgan Reagan pointed out yesterday. If he sees he's about to get the hook, he's going to make sure he gets a shot or two up before that buzzer goes off and yeah. he goes to sit down, which is probably a flaw you want to fix. But I think he's been really good in this rotation. I've been pleasantly surprised by that very, 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 very early season turnaround. You know, there. I know um, sometimes that frustrates you know people like Morgan or people watching, you know, where he. he he gets a shot up before he goes out, right? And one of the ways that I think and some sometimes the way that I, I would coach is guys like Metu. Metu? Metu. <laughs> Shout out, Mitch. <laughs> Shout out, Mitch. Freeport stand up as well. Um, I'll say, you know what, I'll, I'll give you that. If you do everything that I'm asking you to do, I'll give you like one of those – I don't want to call it selfish decisions, but, you know, hey, get up a shot. You can take whatever shot you want as long as I'm asking you what to do. You're doing what I ask you to do. And that's kind of how I feel about Metsu in situations like that. Like, he's earned the right to take that shot. He has followed the game plan, followed what the coaches have asked him for the majority of the minutes that he's been in the game. And if he sees he's about to come out the game, and he want to put up a three, he ain't going to hear nothing from me on the, the, the next film session. Mm. Just keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep doing what I'm asking you to do, and I'm going to give you that type of leeway. And Metsu is the type of guy. I saw something from um, no other than uh, Draymond Green on my timeline this morning. And he was right. He was right when he said that. He said something about – Draymond's been right a lot lately, by the way. I, I haven't talked heard about, I, ta- ta- I talked about this while you were away, oh. purposely. It's like I'm gonna praise Draymond Green a little bit. Why can't he? I mean, you can, you can praise Draymond. You can praise him. I, uh, I get a problem. He's playing well. First of all, he's he play, is playing a lot better. He's playing well. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 not the point. Well, no, he. There was some interview or something. Somebody took a clip where he said, uh, "You know, there's different roles and different ways to get on the floor." And he said, "I realized early on my way to get on the floor was to play defense, play hard, and he said something else like be a leader." Or, you know something like that, but the whole point of it was he had he had to figure out what he had to do to just get on the floor, mm-hmm. and he said, "This is what I got to do to get on the floor." I may think that I could score fifteen to twenty points a game, but it doesn't matter what I think if I can't get on the floor. So let me do what I have to do to get on the floor. I say all of this to say, I feel like that's what Metu has done. I feel like Metu is the type of guy where I've seen like some of his off season stuff and. You even look at the way he plays the game and his skill set. I absolutely believe Metsu was like, if you give me the opportunity, I can score 17 to 20 points a game. Like, I'm that nice. I got a bag like that. I'm 6'10", and I can shoot and handle. I can do all that. But none of that matters if you can't get on the floor. And I think there was something, whether it was a conversation or a come-to-Jesus moment or whatever, where he accepted the fact, it don't matter how nice I think I am or how nice I really am. I got to do whatever I got to do to keep me on the floor. And he's done that to perfection this year, to perfection. And 
I'm happy to see it from him because this is a guy that's a has worked his way up, you know, got it out the mud, fringe NBA guy, mm-hmm. and now he he's gotten in a spot where, you know, he's a he's a major contributor on a team that's playing really well. And I, and, and I guess that's the other that's the other note worth worth pointing out as we head into this weekend with you know two you know everything is so overstated when you're 20 games into the season but these games are big you're hitting the road for a brutal road trip coming up mm-hmm. and no matter where you are with what you think of the kings i think the kings can compete on a night in night out basis at home on the road versus detroit or chicago or 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 Houston or versus Milwaukee, Philly, New York, all of those, you know, teams that they're about to face over the course of the next, you know, 14 or 15 days or whatever it is. I believe that they can compete. Mm-hmm. Um it feels like, you know, what we the way you just described Chemezi Metu, you could use that to describe Terrence Davis, mm-hmm. Malik mm-hmm. Monk, mm-hmm. you could use Davion Mitchell you yeah. could use that to describe virtually everyone who's playing major minutes for the Kings. Like yeah. they are all vitally important to where this team is at right now. And we've been over this before. Tomorrow night might not be Terrence's night. Sunday afternoon might be. Right. Same thing with Chemezi. Same thing with Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, there's an, you know, when Trey Lyles gets, you know, feeling better, he's been out with this non COVID illness. I said yes. I think KZ Akpala needs to be on the floor hmm. every night. And it'll be interesting to see what Mike does in terms of when he goes KZ, because that's obviously a defensive thing, versus when he decides to go with Trey Lyles yeah. uh, or someone else. Uh, anything you got to close out? Go Niners. Go Kings. Go Hornets. Stingers up. And go Utah. We've got the no, pack. Utah who? Uh, d- no, d- d- not go Utah. Yeah, no, we do. I, I want. Yeah, this no. Song, what do you mean? Go we got, SC. We got the Pac-12. Shout 12. out to my man Elias and the whole crew. Uh, what about his brother Ezekiel? <laughs> We've got the Pac-12 championship coming up right now. If uh, USC wins, they're in. If Utah wins, Ohio State oh is in. Gosh. We appreciate you for being with us here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. And go to San Francisco, Aaron Judge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.